Zach Wilson to the Rams. It's not as crazy as you think. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, so if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor and subscribe to Locked On Rams YouTube channel, and also drop your questions. We're going to be doing these mailbag episodes throughout the offseason. We have our first one today, so be sure to subscribe and always comment because we're always reading them. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. SI 24-7 Sports, Dodgers Nation. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's episode, we have a jam-packed mailbag episode we're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. back in the horns should the Rams look to move 2-2 at well should they extend Ernest Jones should they trade for Zach Wilson is a jam-packed show we appreciate all the questions but first this episode of Locked on Rams is brought to you by LinkedIn LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL that's linkedin.com slash locked on to post your job for free terms and conditions apply okay Travis let's get right into it first question is from the rotor boys 36 37 his question what will the Rams do with Tutu Atwell in the future? So just a little recap on his season. Now, Travis, it felt like the first couple of weeks, it was going to be the breakout year. It looked like they had unlocked him. First two weeks, 17 targets, 13 catches, 196 yards. Rest of the season, 26 catches, 287 yards on 50 targets. So we didn't see it when Cooper Cup came back. His role was minimized. He's pretty much phased out for Demarcus Robinson. Did have that. 38-yard touchdown in the playoff game against the Lions. But, yeah, it still just hasn't happened for Tutu Atwell. Yeah, you know, to, to answer the question, what do you do with Tutu Atwell, I think it's you don't play him. You don't have him on your team. You move on. I, I think that's what it is because basically what you're talking about with a player like Atwell is a, a one-trick guy, right? He's very fast, and occasionally he will make a big play. What you have to ask yourself is, is having a roster spot where a guy who might make two or three or four plays a year, is that worth it? I don't think that it is. I'd rather have a guy that makes a, a lot more plays. Maybe they're not quite as impactful, uh, but you're making them more often. Tutu was an interesting idea, a guy that was very, very fast, a guy that um, could stretch defenses, but has not really had an NFL impact. I think when they initially drafted him, there was some hope that maybe he could become a return guy. That was squashed very quickly because he simply couldn't stand up to the punishment that that required. Um, he's not a big dude. And, and you know, that's not that's nobody's fault. He just isn't. Um, I don't see a, a bright future, if any future, for Tutu Atwell. They, like you said, it looked like maybe there was a, a moment for half a second, but if you can't make an impact on the game when Cup and Nakua are doing what they're doing and drawing the attention that they're drawing, then I think the writing's on the wall. 
I agree. I think with Tutu Atwell, it was an experiment. It was the cute pick, right? A couple years ago, they thought Tutu. they were kind of overthinking it there. I mean, yeah. of course, we're not going to do the thing with the Bart Simpson meme where it's say the line, say the line, say the line. <laughs> Why didn't you draft Creed Humphrey? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that right here. Okay, I'm over it. It's just years right. down the line. And look, here's the reality. <laughs> look, people, GMs make bad picks all the time. GMs miss on picks all the time. Yeah. Teams miss on picks. Dude, teams miss on entire drafts, okay? Not even yes. just picks. So it's not like this is something that's foreign, right? It happens in the NFL. But I will say that to answer the question, I think he'll have the same future probably as a Van Jefferson. I think ultimately, if things don't work out for him, they want a more veteran late in receiving court or they want to go draft another receiver. I think he could be traded like Van Jefferson was and get another opportunity because he's not a bad player. The hands are stronger. He did have some nice moments. He was effective on those cross routes. He can do some things more than just go vertical. I mean, like to your point, that's what he does best, and that's why he'll be in this league. But I think with another team, he could find a role. I just don't think it's going to be with the Rams. I want to throw a name out there, too. If you want a speedy receiver that can run routes and catch the ball, Roman Wilson from Michigan, you could probably get him in the third round. You could go that route as well. But just doesn't seem like the Rams and Tutu Atwell are going to figure things out. Yeah, it, it just, it never clicked, you know, and like you said that this was, I don't want to say it was a home run pick as far as you're, you know, you're going for it all, but I think there were hopes that he could do maybe multiple things for you and, and, and fill a, a handful of different roles. And it just wasn't there. Now it's not a fatal blow because you were able to draft Puka Nakua because you already have a guy like uh Cooper cup on your roster, but I, you know, and maybe this is just me being predisposed to not liking it because I've never liked it. Um, but I, I think that you've given this more than enough runway to figure out or not whether he can impact your team. And the answer is barely at best. And that doesn't happen very often. And outside of the week two, he had one game where he had over 40 yards receiving. It was yeah. in the blowout win against the Cardinals. So, yeah, look. And also you hear flash is this. Oh, he flashed. You, you know what flashes means? It's another word for inconsistent, right? right I was so, going to say, it means you're not doing it for most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, I would think that he's going to be back, but I think that ultimately they will trade him. That's what I think the cold hard truth is with Tutu Atwell, like it or not. Now, next question comes from Yoda13. Love the username. Mm. Beckham Jr. <laughs> right? I was waiting to see if you were going to do it or <laughs> okay. not. I'm glad you I did. I had to do it. I wasn't going to do it. You read, you, you almost have to. But his question is, should the Rams bring back OBJ? Should they bring back OBJ? Of course, Oda Beckham Jr. He signed a one-year deal with the Ravens. And that Ravens team, they're a run-first team, right? They're a team that is committed to the run. But also, they found rookie Zay Flowers. And it was Zay Flowers, yes. He had a rough go of it in the postseason there in the NFC championship game oh, with sorry. the fumble and the penalties, but still they found a number one guy. And if you look at Obel Odo Beckham jr, he didn't have a monster year by any stretch, 565 yards, three touchdowns, but he has shown that the ACL and the knee is looking healthy. I would absolutely at the right price, consider bringing back Odell Beckham jr. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's really interesting. Where, where was Odell at his best since New York, the Rams, Right. And and he wasn't with the Rams particularly long, but when he was there, the the performance curve and the production curve went up really steep, really quickly that he was a huge part of what they were doing by the time they got into the postseason during their Super Bowl run. He was killing it in the Super Bowl until he got hurt. Remember, he scored that first touchdown and then he had the knee injury there right before the end of the first half. 
And now since then, he's been rehabbing. He's on a team that is, like you mentioned, with Baltimore as a run-first team. And, by the way, the Rams would have him at a good price on their terms with no you know, no mandate to make him a part of what it is you're doing. You can either get on board with this, which he's shown he will do. And I, I don't mean that as like a threat. I mean that as a, just the reality of you can come along and be a part of a Sean McVay offense, which you know, and have thrived in or not. It's up to you, you know, and, and I like those situations. Odell is, I don't know if he, he is what he was a, a while ago, but he can be a good player in this league. He's shown he can be a good player with Matthew Stafford. And if all of a sudden he's your third guy, I mean, that does not sound like the worst idea in the world to me. And I would imagine he would come relatively inexpensively. Um, yeah, I don't hate that at all. Yeah, and that's the most important part of this is that he's not your number one or your number two. And the right. Rams aren't desperate to add a big-name receiver after discovering Puka Nakua in the fifth round. You hope that Cooper Cup can be healthy and get close to the Pro Bowl, the all-pro version of Cooper Cup. I think if he's healthy, I think he's a decent chance he can get to that level. But with OBJ, you're right. He's someone that is a weapon. He's someone that's a great red zone threat. He gets respect in the red zone. He had chemistry with yep. Matthew Stafford. And also, too, with OBJ, you can prove that a, you can get a happy OBJ and a happy OBJ is a totally different player. He literally said that Sean McVay was the reason why he fell in love with football again. Yeah. And Sean McVay has said multiple times he loves that guy. And yep. how about the T-shirt he was wearing when the Rams played the Ravens that said frenemies on it? So, right. look, I'm thinking I'm kind of warming up to this idea. I, 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 if, if the Rams announced today that Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back, I would be like, yeah, cool. Like, I, I really don't see a downside. And in the event that it didn't work, okay, fine. I, I mean, they're not going to sign him to a long-term high-dollar deal. This is going to be something that's team-friendly. And again, I like players that that have to fall into the system or we can move on from you, right? I, the, the guys that are scary are the guys that if you get them, you pay them a lot of money, a lot of long-term. You have a coach that's not secure in his position. You got a quarterback that hasn't been around, and now you can just squeeze that guy and make the entire operation stuff. That's not the Rams. The Rams, you, 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 you treat, your dad tweets out that the reason we lost is, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, peace. You know, we're, we're, we're done here. The Rams are stable quarterback, coach, other great wide receivers. Come in, fit in, great or not, hit the road. It's a great opportunity. And the Rams are in a much better position to sign him, right? Over $50 million in cap space. One of the main reasons why he wasn't back was, one, the ACL. There was some yeah. uncertainty with that. But also, they just were in cap hell. So they weren't in a position to bring him back. And if you remember, a couple of years ago, of course, we wanted to see Woods, Cup and OBG on the same field at the same time. We never got to see that because Woods tore his ACL. So right. to see Puka, Cup, and OBG on the field at the same time, I'm telling you, there's something there. I think the Rams yep. should absolutely explore it. And also, too, to your point, one more thing is that, yeah, a lot of times with these big-name players, you get enamored and you romanticize about what they did in the past. But I think we accept that he's not that guy, but no. the current version of him can help this team at the right price. At a WR3, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're per perfect. Perfect. He doesn't have to be a thousand yard guy. He doesn't have to be a 10 touchdown guy. Have him fit in. Do and we've seen what the Rams look like with three wide receivers. We've seen it a couple of different times. You know, the best version was Cup Cooks and Woods. And we've seen what that looks like when Sean McVay has a lot of guys that he can target with that football. And that would be a pretty good three-headed monster. I just want to see the cleats, man. I need those pregame cleats back. I mean, $100,000 plus cleats. But coming up nope. next here on Locked On Rams, should the Rams trade for Jets quarterback Zach Wilson? 
might be surprised. It might be a better idea than you think. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Let's start with the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. That's a fun word to say, infotainment. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. And the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. It has room up to eight and expensive cargo, or excuse me, expansive cargo capacity and advanced available 4x4 capability, 284 horses and up to 6,000 pounds towing. When adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. And you know that this show can be full of in-depth analysis and we'll throw a hot take in there every once in a while, right? Well, let me give you the hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. They start off with one of my favorites, right? The proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, They've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. And rounding out the lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, it's a hot take for sure, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in LA and surrounding areas and let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logicbanking.com forward slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com forward slash car. Logics is a proud sponsor of For the Troops. For more information on the upcoming For the Troops gala, visit www.forthetroops.org forward slash event for more information. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also a reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Locked on Lakers, maybe they're talking about trading LeBron, locked on Dodgers, Dodgers Fest tomorrow. So definitely a lot of great L.A.-based sports we shows. should on. trade LeBron, by the way. Anyway, I, I'm not trying to step onto the Cam Brothers corner, and, and they certainly know what they're doing on locked on Lakers, but the sooner they move on from that, the better. Should they trade LeBron or this, should the Laker fans trade the Laker fan that doesn't like the way that LeBron <laughs> shoots? I mean, come on, maybe they should do that. But no, I mean, absolutely. Some hot topics on the Lockdown Network right, right now, Travis. So this next question, this is a kind of a heady topic here. This comes from Mr. Rams fan 0315. And it is, should the Rams consider trading for New York Jets quarterback Zach 
Wilson. And Steve Young said recently that Zach Wilson would be perfect on the Rams. You could sit behind Matthew Stafford. You can learn from Sean McVay. He's someone that has flashed. We talked about in the first segment, tons of talent. And there's no doubt about it. the arm talent. The mobility is there. He's still young. He's still relatively young. He's 24 years old. He's younger than Michael Penix, only six months older than Bo Nix. And if you look at the kind of contract, you need to take a $5.5 billion cap pick. You'll probably get him relatively easy if you were aggressive for him. I'm not I, totally against this idea. I'm totally for it, right? I, 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 what's the downside, right? The, the Rams have had a black hole at backup quarterback for the last several years, and they keep getting caught flat-footed until late in the season when arguably maybe it's a little too late. They went and got Baker Mayfield a little bit later than they probably should have. Now, that season was kind of a lost cause, so I get that one. But you had to play a game with Brett Rippon. Right. If you don't have to play a game with Brett Rippon, what does the rest of that season look at look like? Now they won 10 games, so it wasn't a fatal flaw, but they really haven't addressed this. Zach Wilson was the number two pick in the draft. There's talent there. Sean McVay has shown that he can develop talent. Sean McVay has shown that he's very, very good with quarterbacks. Here's the one variable. Zach Wilson clearly needs a, a change of scenery. He clearly needs to go somewhere else and get a fresh start and all of those things. The one thing that I'm not sure about and that the Rams would have to really do their homework on and really get to know this guy before you make a decision like this is, does he want to play football? Does he want to be in the league? Does he want to rebuild his brand? Because some of the stuff we saw in New York was not great. And I'm not talking about interceptions or anything like that. I'm talking about the refusal to take responsibility when it was really bad. The reports about him not wanting to go back in there after he'd been benched again. Like, are you about this or not? Are you willing to humble yourself and go take a backup role and really sit there and learn? If the answer to that is yes, let's go. I mean, you don't get a chance to get your hands on a, on a piece of – talent like that all that often picking where the Rams pick so if you can get it at a relatively inexpensive price somebody that has started in this league I know it wasn't great but starting experience does matter to me I like the idea I, I, I mean I don't like him as my starter but if I have to use him for a couple of weeks after getting Sean McVay to work with him for a few months I don't see a ton of downside of course assuming that he wants to play NFL football and get better at this and what team was he playing for? What franchise? It was the Great New point. York Jets. That is where quarterbacks go to die. And you look at Jets fans, and you would be surprised how many Jets fans, they blame this on the organization. They blame this on player development. They blame it on the media. And look, it's a pressure cooker, right? It's not the best environment for a lot of players, especially ones that still need a lot of developing, guys that need to grow. And I think that for Zach Wilson, you talk about a backup. I think that the upside is there where from an arm talent standpoint, the fact that you could place him behind Matthew Stafford, you can have an apprenticeship. You can introduce him to this system that they have. I think you could see him as a long-term starter. If everything breaks, right. That's where I think the potential is. And I think the, the difference here is you go out there and try to do a high upside McCarthy, JJ McCarthy type draft pick and use a draft pick on him. Well, I wouldn't want to use a first round pick on him. Right. So, then it's like, okay, are any of those other second-tier guys available to develop? And I don't think they really are. I'd rather mm -hmm. go with the upside play. We talk about a Zach Wilson, maybe a Trey Lanson. Yes, I know that he's the butt of a lot of jokes, right? And he does look like Zach Wilson looks like he should play Zach Wilson in a Disney movie about Zach Wilson. <laughs> and we understand that. But still, go look at the highlights. It kind of blows your mind, the, the high points that he does have. I, I, 
Yes, I, I co-sign everything you said. I, I'm I'm simple on this. Is is he toxic in the locker room? He might be, right? His teammates did not seem to take to him all that great. That's that's a giant red flag. But if you can get past that and get confirmation that that's not what the problem is, and if he wants to get better, let's go. I don't love him as a long-term solution. I don't like him as the next guy to be the Rams quarterback. But to play a game, to play a couple of games, we've seen it time and time again. i got to get through a few weeks. But Matthew Stafford has this, that, or the other thing. It happens. Look at the league. Almost everybody has to play two quarterbacks at some point. I like him in that role. I don't want to marry him. But we could date him for a little while, much like uh, mothers in the area that reportedly have dated him previously. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I would love to introduce him to Sean McVay. I would love to introduce him to Michael Florence. So he already knows to. I would all love to introduce him to Stafford. I wouldn't want to introduce him to my mom, though. That's for sure. <laughs> the last person I want to introduce him. This guy, a hey, Cougars in LA, watch hey, out. Zach Wilson is coming. But yeah, look, what I look for to players like that, I mean, Stetson Bennett could play an entire season, and even if he's good, you're not going to see special plays, moments of special plays. Zach Wilson, his special plays are eye-popping sometimes. So that is the allure. That is what is intriguing to me. That's why I would absolutely consider this move. And also, the big kicker here for me is I'm so confident that Matthew Stafford is going to be here through yeah. the duration of that contract. That's yeah. what changes everything for it me. One that they have their QB1 until he wants to retire. A couple runs in him, and you can let – Zach Wilson learned behind him, and hopefully he can be the heir apparent. But I think that's the trend moving forward. But coming up next, Travis, we got some more quick hitters, some more mailbag questions, and it's all submitted by you guys. So that's coming up next. You know, Locked on Rams. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same thing, right? What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Think about getting that person that unlocks your entire business and lets your entire team go to that next level. That building a team is so important in sports and certainly in your business as well. But LinkedIn it's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring actually is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. And DMAC, let's talk about what's coming up a week from Sunday, right? We know we've got the game. You know that you're having people over. You know that you got to feed people, whether it's wings, sodas, burgers. Even if you just forget the, you know what, buns, DoorDash. You can fix it all with DoorDash. You can get it all delivered without having to miss any of the games, any of the commercials, which are a big part of this, right? Order your chips, dips, nachos, everything you need to make your day a great day on DoorDash, and you don't miss a thing. And right now, you can get up to 50% off, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Think about it, right? Everybody's over. You're having a great time and you realize, oh my gosh, I forgot the Cheetos or whatever it may be. You don't have to run to the store. You don't have to send somebody up. You don't have to worry about missing anything. 
DoorDash. Use that code LOCK23 after you put the DoorDash app on your phone for 50% up or 50% off up to a $10 value or more on your first order with that DoorDash app. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also a special shout out to our every listeners out there. We appreciate you watching and listening to every single episode. And if you are not a member of that every listeners club, you can join right now. Membership is 100% free and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis here. In our third segment, more mailbag questions. This one comes from Edwin Rampage 39. Hey, guys, I love the show. Been an everyday since day one. My question is, would you rather use our first round pick in the draft or trade it to get a known player? And also, what Ram player would make a good Dodger player? So I think I'll start with the last question. And look, there's a player on the Rams. Look, I know a lot of you guys probably don't know this, but there's a player on the Rams that grew up with a great baseball player in Clayton Kershaw. Matthew Stafford, the Rams QB1, played with Clayton Kershaw. I think he would make a great pitcher. I think you could see him as an ace if you wanted to go that route. At least throw him in the bullpen. They could use another high-leverage reliever. Or I want to see Aaron Donald with the bat. Maybe we get a Pedro Serrano. (laughs) Maybe a Pedro Serrano-type player. And how about this? Every single time Aaron Donald strikes out, you know that bat is getting broken Bo Jackson style. So give me AD, give me Matthew Stafford. Not bad. Uh, you know, I, I'm going a little. I just want intimidation factor. Maybe we put Steve Avila behind home plate as a okay. catcher. And every time you don't get a call, you turn around to the umpire like, you sure about that? He's like, you know what? On second thought, I think maybe that uh, that was a strike. So I, I I think that we could go for a little intimidation there. Um, going back to the plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Nobody's coming through. The posy rule be damned. I'm setting up right here. I dare you to try to get to this home plate. Yeah. Um, as far as picking or trading, I think we know what the Rams prefer, right? They prefer to trade the pick and take the known commodity. I happen to agree with the Rams in this philosophy, just as a philosophical, um, you know, point of view. If your if your question to me is, do you want the guy who might be good, or do you want the guy that you know is good? I'm going to take the guy that I know is good, right? Whether that's a basketball, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, that. I don't need to speculate on how good this guy may be. Now, you're probably going to miss out on a player here or there, but you're also not going to miss out on a known commodity. The the, the perfect example of this was Jalen Ramsey, right? They spent a couple of first-round picks. for Jalen Ramsey showed up, and guess who he played like? Jalen Ramsey. That's pretty darn good, right? Who knows what else you might have been able to do. Now, the exception to this, I think, is if you have a player that you've identified as somebody who can be a tent pole to what you're doing move of moving forward, and if you are extremely, extremely confident that that's going to work out, nothing's 100%, but if you think, look, this guy could be our left tackle for the next nine years, then you take that guy. But if you're thinking, I could draft, I could trade for a tackle that could be my guy for the next four years, Let's do that guy instead. I, I'm much about prove it in the league that we're going to play in, not trying to project what a younger guy might be in the next league. Yeah, like I said, I'll believe that they're going to use that first-round pick when I see it. When I see yeah. that player on that stage dapping up and hugging Roger Goodell, lifting him up, and with that Rams hat, that's when I'll believe it. Until then, I still think they're going to explore it until the very end. And like you said, if you can get a player – 
that can help you right now. This team last season, with the emergence of all these young guys, with the Kobe Turners, with the Puka Nakua's, with the Byron Youngs, with the Steve Avlas, the fact that they hit on so many of those picks, the fact that Matthew Stafford still has it, that leads me to believe that they're going to go all in and they feel like they can win the Super Bowl next season. And knowing that, that tells me that you can use that pick for a proven commodity, like you said. It just becomes a question of who's available. Is Josh Allen from the Jacksonville Jaguars available? Yep. And that's an edge rusher that addresses a position of need that typically you do not do in the draft. In year one, if you take a high edge rusher, they're usually not going to come out of the gate and have a massive impact. So I think at that position, unless you're going to go in free agency and go for a Burns or someone like that, I would prefer to flip the pick for an established edge rusher and then sign a cornerback. And you got Kool-Aid McKinstry out there from Alabama if you want to go that route. But yep. let's say you're not going to make that move. I would go left tackle. I'll go Fuaga out of Oregon State. I would find a, a franchise left tackle, and that's the route you go. But, yeah, you, this is about winning Super Bowls in Los Angeles, right? I mean, they, yeah. the Chargers just got hardball, right? Yep. Watch that. Watch this. The Chargers get hardball. They have Herbert. And somehow, some way, it's still going to be about Sean McVay and the Rams next season. <laughs> it usually that. has somehow, been. Some way. It, it usually has been, for sure. Here's my I, rent. Yeah, I, look, here, here's the thing I will say. The one other thing that I think you kind of put into the equation when you're figuring out whether to pick or whether to trade. Where are you in your window? The last year, the window was, yeah, we're 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 a ways away. So let's let, let's let's take more of a shotgun approach and pick a bunch of guys, and maybe we'll hit on a few. Well, they hit on more than a few, and that window kicked pretty open at this point. And now you're using more of a rifle approach. I want that guy. I need that guy. And the way you can get those guys, whether it's a Josh Allen or some of these other players you've talked about, you're gonna have to trade away some high draft picks, but. You got Stafford for a period of time. You got Donald for a period of time. Puka is obviously near the top of the list in wide receivers. Your window is open again. This isn't a time to develop. This is a time to go for it, and I think they will. Exactly, and if it was more of the same last season and they struggled, yeah. I would say, you know what, slow rebuild, down yeah. to the studs, get those pieces. Nope, now, hey, we're back, right? I mean, this yeah. is a, a team that I'm here to for you that we back up, right? The wire, right? I mean, this team is <laughs> right where it needs to be. So I agree 100%. This team has earned the right to flip this pick for a win-now piece, and they proved that last season. But we got tons of your questions, and I think we're going to stretch this out to two episodes. I got six more questions here I was going to read, but we got tons of questions. So, yeah, keep feeding us those questions, guys, and we'll do multiple mailbag episodes per week because uh, we appreciate you guys rocking with us here on Locked On Rams. But – that's going to do it. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. Until next time, whose house is Locked on Rams house.